Welcome to Headliner the Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Heckberg and Philip Goudreau. This week, Phil and Stephen present part two of their conversation on guerrilla marketing. Listen to last week's episode if you haven't already for part one. So Phil, I want to talk about being the big guy uh, in these sorts of guerrilla PR campaigns. You're a big organization. Uh, do we think being a big organization means you can do a guerrilla PR campaign? I think it is possible to uh, have a guerrilla PR campaign in a large organization. Uh, I think for some of the reasons you mentioned earlier around approvals, bureaucracy, you name it, um, it's a lot harder. And I'm willing to bet you've got some examples in mind. Uh, I do. And, and, and the funny part is, is that uh, the larger the organization, actually, uh, if, if they're good, uh, the more likely they are the, to be able to do guerrilla PR campaigns, even against themselves sometimes. Um, but let me, let me give you an example of, the, of guerrilla PR campaigns that I have seen and known and loved from large organizations. So uh, some of you may not remember the Molson Canadian I Am Canadian ad perhaps the best uh, beer ad ever. Um, and I say that as someone who loves the Budweiser commercials with the, with the puppies and the horses and, uh, but the Molson Canadian American hero. Yes, exactly. So, so they're just unbelievable, but the, uh, the I am Canadian ad hit at the exact right moment. Uh, Canadian pride was swelling. Uh, we were like, we were unbelievably proud of ourselves and we, we loved everything about it. Jeff Douglas uh, was the was the actor in the ad. He went on to host As It Happens in large part because of that ad. But the guerrilla PR campaign out of that was that, of course, you can't predict whether an ad is going to hit that kind of uh, is going to hit that kind of peak. You don't know what's going to happen to you to any ad. Uh, but the guerrilla PR campaign that the that the company decided to do is that as soon as that ad started to take off, and they knew it took off because Molson Canadian beer sales. And I and I I will say this: Molson Canadian's not a great beer, uh, but sales took off. People loved it, and uh, and they immediately hired Jeff Douglas to go around the country and deliver the rant at state at at basically fairs around the country. So they would go to fairs like he was at old old Home Week in Charlottetown that year, and he uh, and he did the rant on stage, and people were yelling it back at him. And so they, they kept the ad going long after the ad really should have reached its useful life. Uh, and they basically made that ad so successful to the point where the, where the same advertising agency the next year, uh, of course, was, was tasked with trying to top that. And they came out with an ad they called Anthem. And they wanted to create an anthem, a new basically Canadian anthem. And, they, uh, and that was the ad where it was like, I am, you know I am, I am Canadian. And no one remembers that ad and no one remembers that jingle because the one the year before was so good uh, that their ad they called Anthem. I mean, think about calling an ad Anthem, the confidence that you have to have that I've created a new Anthem. Mm. And then it didn't. It didn't work. Uh, So I thought that was pretty smart in terms of being a big organization and capturing the moment. I've also seen some super smart guerrilla uh, marketing campaigns that happen or guerrilla PR campaigns that happen south of the border. So Budweiser repurposing, uh, you know, its its plant in St. Louis to start to uh, deliver water uh, whenever there's a natural disaster. 
Uh, and, you know, now we're suddenly sort of shipping cans of Budweiser water uh, to Florida and to other places as part of, you know, relief efforts. And I've seen that happen more and more. And it really is, uh, it's incredibly effective to, to sort of hop onto those moments. The, the one thing I will say is that it is so difficult for a lar- it's so much more difficult for a large organization to be wrong. And that is where the, I think the key difference is. I think the guerrilla PR campaigns are possible, but it requires a lot stronger leadership uh, in those organizations. And again, it has to be, it fits our brand. We want to do it. Let's go. Uh, because when they, when it doesn't work well, you see something like Kenneth Cole tweeting out in the middle of Arab Spring. Uh, you know, I think the tweet read something like Arab Spring. Arab Spring. I didn't know uh, news of our uh, sort of prices this year had reached that far. And, you know, yeah. then all of a sudden the, the Kenneth Cole fashion brand is being assailed for being out of touch with, uh, you know, world events. No kidding. There's actually a um, a page I follow on Facebook, which I'll recommend everybody called the Condescending Corporate Brand Page, and they generally tear apart that kind of thing where it's just the uh, either people who are uh, maybe a little too old to be creating social media content, trying to create stuff that's edgy and random to appeal to younger folks. It's the um, oh, you know, Captain Tom died in the UK. Oh, isn't that tragedy? Isn't that a tragedy? Uh, Five dollars off poutine today or something, you know. Um, just uh, trying to tap into campaigns that should never be connected. Um, but going back to good guerrilla PR, and this is more on the marketing side, but but a, a campaign I've really enjoyed and I've mentioned to a few people in the last few months is uh, Doritos, actually. They've been doing a whole series of campaigns where they either um, don't use the word Doritos, they just use the triangular kind of icon. In some cases, it even says insert logo here, or insert tagline here, literally. Um, or they just hand people bags of Doritos. They're just the bright red or the bright blue. And um, the point that they're driving home is that their chip and their product and their marketing is so iconic that you don't even need the words Doritos. You don't even need the tagline. In some cases, you don't even need the logo or design to know that you have Doritos in your hand or a bag of Doritos. So I, I'm not, I don't know that there's necessarily an overall connection back to product message or what they're trying to achieve there. Um, but, uh, but it is certainly interesting and it's, it's garnered some, uh, attention for sure online. Yeah. I always, and, and again, I, I am aware now that we live in a world where our marketing and our PR efforts are, are syncing up, uh, together. One of the things that I, mm-hmm. I think is super interesting about the world we live in now is how much people, refuse to see a difference between a company's communications objectives and a company's marketing objectives. I think that's one of the things that as communicators we have to realize that uh, people expect to be marketed to, but they actually expect to be, they expect everything to be a conversation. And that, and that has an impact more on marketers uh, than it has on us. And it is, and, and I see this, the, the challenge I see on the guerrilla PR campaigns for big organizations is that they try to make it work longer than it actually can. So I'll give you an example of a company that I thought knew when to end it and then a company that tr- has tried to extend it too long. Uh, so KFC did nothing in terms of talking about its Twitter feed. It didn't talk about it. It didn't ask anyone to sort of pay attention to it. And then suddenly I saw, I think I probably saw 400 stories all on the same day about how someone on Twitter had finally figured out that KFC only followed six guys named Herb and the five Spice Girls. 
Yes. And that's who they followed on Twitter. Uh, and then the person who figured out that that's who they followed on Twitter uh, got a painting of themselves uh, riding on Colonel Sanders' back, and they did a whole plan around that, and then they never talked about it again. KFC has never made a big deal that that's what they do. They just did it, and then it, they let it go away, uh, and people still think it's hilarious. Like, every time you log on to Twitter, I, I every once in a while go back to KFC and try to make sure that they're still only following six guys named Herb and the Five Spice Girls, and that's who they follow. So I thought that worked pretty well. I think an example of, of a company that has had a great idea, and it worked very well, but they don't know how to take it to the next level, uh, is actually No Name. Uh, so No Name mm. started their campaign with the, this is a box, this is an ad, this is, uh, you know, all those things are, are you know, simplicity. Simplicity. We're selling simplicity. No Name Art was my favorite. Right. And, 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 and all very good. But the challenge is, is that now that that's the brand, and I thought it was a great effort, but they, they didn't seem to know where to go with it from there. Uh, and that is where I think you run into the problems of these guerrilla type campaigns. We want to, we want the, the communication. We want to be noticed for our marketing. But if, but if you want to be noticed for your marketing, you better have a plan of what you're going to do with the marketing to reward someone for having to reward the consumer for having noticed your marketing. And there's no payoff to no name. And I think that's probably where I think the challenge for me has come with this entire campaign. So great, you you now produce ads that basically aren't ads, but what what do I do with it? What how does this they don't seem to have the, the natural switch and I'm about to give no name an idea. So if you work at no name and you steal this idea, I one hundred percent am in favor of this. But if you're gonna own simplicity, have a campaign for how can we help simplify your life? How can No Name help simplify your life? Tell us how No Name has helped simplify your life. Take broader aim at the notion of simplicity as a space to own rather than just own yellow boxes and sort of simplified products. And I think that's where I would have already made that change. How has No Name simplified your life? Uh, you know, we keep trying to be simple. We keep trying to simplify your life, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Phil may disagree with me on that, but that's, I think that's where the challenge on guerrilla PR comes is that either accept that it's going to be a moment in time and then that moment will pass or figure out if you're a big organization or figure out how you're going to shift it uh, so that it can become a more sustainable thing uh, if you really don't, don't know where to go with it after that. I'd uh, start distributing boxes of like tape or wrapping paper to uh, protester groups taking down political statues. Remove the name from this uh, particular offensive statue. Yeah, right. And, 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 or and that's even, a little too edgy for law laws and Well, yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is that's pretty edgy for law laws. But certainly, that's the kind of thing where, you, like, if you're going to uh, if you're going to sort of you know recreate packaging on certain things, right? Then then yes, go to Cornwallis Park in Halifax, and uh, you know like put a no name box on the base of that statue. Right, that's what you do. Uh, so if you're not happy with the current statue, here's a no-name statue. Uh, and then maybe that would have helped, uh, you know, last year with, uh, with all the Confederate statues that had to come down. Uh, but that's the challenge is that 
all tactics should be part of a plan. Uh, even yeah. the unplanned ones should still have been something that fits within your overall strategy. And too many times for a big organization, their size can get in the way of how you will then come back from where it is you've gone to make sure that you're going to take maximum advantage of it as part of your overall plan anyway. All right, whether you're big or small looking to uh, get into guerrilla marketing, guerrilla PR, um, whether you've got a situation brewing involving an organization that's coming after you with guerrilla PR or uh, looking to deploy it in some way, get in touch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Headliner, the podcast. If you want to know more about how you can improve your organization's communication strategies, visit headlinerthebook.com. We'll see you next week.